0: Welcome to the A to Z Golfing Podcast presented by Am Golf Trips. Follow the entire 2023 season at amgolftrips.com and swagseries.com with Andy Cezanne. I'm Anthony Zampano joining us all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona. We got to be quick with this because he's got a tea time at some
1: exclusive country club. Kenny McGinley, how are you out there, buddy? I'm doing great, boys. I'm honored to be here with the two legends of A to Z. <laughs> Thank you. Legends. Hey, Thank you. That's Andy. Thank you i your I'm, mind I'm definitely not
0: yeah I, I people, talk, people I are just trying to get dreams. rid of me
1: from talking so. <laughs> you are the wiener legend in the swag community and don't let anyone tell you differently the wiener king so of Chicago. we were talking before we started 53 degrees today out there yeah oh, it's practically a snow day here um <laughs> i'm surprised i haven't got a call canceling our tea time yet um you know we're hoping the sun pokes through and, and we get a little bit of warmth but uh yeah, we might have to grind one on with some mitts today. <laughs> it's a, that's a heat wave here in Chicago. Anyone who thinks I won't have at least four hand warmers on me today is totally wrong. <laughs> well, it plays into who you are. You're very high maintenance. So, so soft was the one um, I was gonna go with. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I think that even goes hand in hand with high maintenance. But hey, I'm high maintenance too. It's it's okay. So. Is there a limit to the temperature you'll play at now
1: that you've been out there? Well, I think we're three degrees away from it. Honestly, if I hadn't agreed to the tee time before I saw the weather, I probably would have, you know, faked an excuse. I like think 65 <laughs> is normally the bottom ceiling that, that we play golf in here. But I haven't played in a while. I'm like, I got to freshen up the game before Tory Pines. Like, we got a we gotta tough one out here. How many years have you been out there? Uh, officially 30 now.
0: I'm born and raised here. I mean, obviously, you. Uh, if I'm if I'm tracing that back, knowing how old you are, you started playing golf strictly out in Arizona, correct? Yeah, yeah. So originally, for anybody that doesn't know, um, and he can tell you more. But from the East Coast, I believe Connecticut, as far as I know, and the friend Rolodex.
1: Yeah, I mean that was the last 11 summers that I would spend back there um, trying to escape our 125 degree oven here. And prior to that, we, we would escape with family to Iowa during the summers. So I've kind of got a little mix of Midwest East coast and, you know, we try to not play favorites to any part of the country. Really cool. So like everyone out there that's been following our
0: schedule knows that we're going to be a week upon a few weeks. Um, we've got a trip out there. It's also a swag series event, um, on that Monday, uh, one of the things that I want to know, I've played some golf in Arizona, not obviously not as much as you from, from being there. Give us some of the
1: differences between Arizona golf, Midwest, East Coast. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, and and no um no advertisement here. WeCopa is genuinely a hometown favorite for all of us in Arizona. I think you ask anyone what a top public course or top just course in general is here, Wicopa is a go-to. And I, I think one of the normal responses as to why is it's absolutely gorgeous out there. Um, everyone is fascinated by the desert beauty, um, you know the the mountain look, uh, the rolling deserts like personally, I think it's hideous because I stare at it every single day when I wake up. I'm fascinated <laughs> by green trees and a little bit of water and you know grass that's naturally grown like um, but that's I think we're all you know a fan of things we don't see every day. Uh, the difference is, I mean, you know, like the ball bounces here, <laughs> the ball flies a little bit further here. Uh, your clubs are never in good shape after the day you buy them because you're hitting up of rocks and desert, or at least I am because I tend to not play from fairways very often. Um, you know, I, every time I've got a friend coming to town, that's never played golf here. Like you have to give them the instruction when they go look for the ball in the desert, be like, Hey, there are things out there that will kill you. Um, they don't want to kill you, but you should probably be mindful that they will. Um, and, you know, I don't think I've ever had that like warning giving to me walking through the trees in the Midwest, like going through the trees, looking for my ball to punch out near Chicago. Like, you know, nobody's ever told me like, hey, make a lot of noise and scare whatever critters away from you. Um, I mean, that's like the obvious difference. I think course wise, design wise, like our golf here is much newer than east coast and and midwest you know you play some courses you know when when's elgin founded like 150 years ago Um, yeah 1901 there you go um yeah you know what was here in 1901 literally nothing like we weren't a state (laughs) yet (laughs) i don't think golf was being played in arizona yet uh so design features like obviously a lot newer you know they they were built you know different machinery different people building them um obviously different landscape moving rocks and deserts a little different than moving you know trees and and you know meadows um but it, it's just i'm just a fan of any, any new experience in that and i think a lot of people are too if you're playing elgin every day you're going to be fascinated by wicopa um if i play Wicopa every day i'm more than fascinated by elgin
2: really quick here so you mentioned to watch out for things in the rocks. I'm going to be in the rocks taking pictures. What am I looking
1: out for here? Um, <laughs> you really want me to tell you or yeah, you yeah. go online? I mean, obviously the, the number one fear everyone has here is rattlesnakes. Okay. Uh, they are real. They uh, will be probably out in early April. That's kind of uh, when they're all coming back out out of winter hibernation. Um, mountain lions, javelinas, um you won't see any gila monsters out there scorpions spiders um the big one is the snakes uh they blend in nicely they go out for sun during the day um so
2: little, little fact about andy i am terrified of snakes
1: and uh, i will we'll not find be one on the for rocks then come on we'll find well, one every, for everyone, you we'll put it everyone, everyone loves first. a good Himalina, So <laughs> we got that going for us yeah no and and the, the Rookie mistake is you're you're gonna walk through the rocks like tiptoeing around like oh they they won't hear me they won't see me. Um, In fact, all you gotta do is just kick your feet around, spray some rocks around, clap your hands, make a bunch of noise, and if they're there, they'll tell you they're there. Um, And if they tell you you the margarita, yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, But if they if you sneak up on them, then they're gonna react in a defensive mechanism, and we don't want that. Okay. Don't worry, we'll help you. This, out, Andy. this is this this is perfect because,
0: you know, as much as Andy just said that he's gonna be spending time in the rocks, it's not taking photos that he's gonna be spending time in the rocks. Andy That's is right. gonna be participating in this event. So, oh, so I just found out. So and listen, oh. I am not going in the rocks, but I'll have my speaker <laughs> with me, so they'll probably scatter. So <laughs> for Andy, why don't you just kind of let Andy know what to expect from the golf course so that he can
1: prepare for the tournament that he's going to be playing with Joe Corsi. Oh boy. Well, I can't prepare you for Joe Corsi. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure anyone can. Um, we could, like I said, we pause a treat and I'm not getting paid by M golf or anyone to, to promote that. It is a, a local favorite. It's a treat. They take great care of it. It's one of the best condition public courses we have here. Um, and beauty wise, like there's no homes on it. Uh, you're out, in the in the desert, and it just like it rolls over the hills. You've got his cactus out there, um, like every every single hole looks pretty good there.
0: All right. Well, I think the biggest thing for Andy is going to be the putting. Okay, I, I've been saying this for all the years that we've been doing this, which is effectively about a year and a half. Um, he's got his putter <laughs> upstairs on the uh, nice swag golf mat. Um, Give him an idea. And and I say this because, you know, you're kind of not a good putter, but you
1: could help him, Kenny. You could just let him know what to expect out there. I mean, I, I, I told him, I think for every golfer, there is a distance that you will not miss a putt from. My solution to bad putting is always hit the ball closer. Hit yeah. your drive farther, hit the ball closer, and then putting's an irrelevant part of the game. Now, for every person, that's a different distance. It might be inside of a foot for Andy, um, but yeah. just hit it there and you'll, you know, won't miss any putts. It doesn't uh, matter what greens you're playing.
2: <laughs> I think I've missed quite a few one footers too. I think it's probably about six inches. All right, six, six inch inches. All right, yeah. hit it closer. Yeah. yeah,
1: just hole out, right? Like <laughs> it's so much easier than putting. Andy, I, th- you you know, think I ready. should try
0: this. Try holding out instead. So we were fortunate enough to go. It was funny because I called Kenny last year and I think he had just done a trip to Pinehurst and we were getting ready to go again. And it took some like persuasion to get him to go again. But that was like our first real experience together. We got to room together. We got to play. I had never seen him play golf. Um, So we'll start. We'll start with that. If, If anybody has met Kenny and has seen him hit a driver, it's amazing. Like, (laughs) <laughs> For I, I'm not somebody that drives the ball all that well, um, but to watch it and to watch how we talked to our caddy when he was like, oh, it's like 240 or 250 to cover that side. And you weren't listening. I was listening because you were just <laughs> blowing the ball over all of that stuff. Um, I had a great time. It was great to be with somebody that had already been to Pinehurst because we got to – you know, walk the courses and understand. And the one day we played with Brian and Joe and it, it was, it was fantastic for me to be there with somebody that had already had a Pinehurst experience, but it was like this rooming together. I mean, everything dinners together. It was really a great time. And, and it's led into the other stuff that we've done. I just did a trip out to Arizona. He got to show me around the TPC. We've now started to get into like the swag trips that everyone has been doing so we'll start with there. Kenny, you, me and you, you've told me about so many places that you have traveled. Let's start with Pinehurst and where it ranks for you as a whole in your golf destination list.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm glad you brought up me and caddies with, with drivers because I I do think that I leave every single caddy with a good experience because <laughs> – I think I, I make at least one good impression on them where I hit a terrific drive at some point. And on the flip side, I also show every single one of them a new part of the golf course that they've <laughs> never seen before. Um, my caddy on number two at Pinehurst has literally caddy there since 1954 and guarantee he saw somewhere new that day that he did not <laughs> know was on the Pinehurst property. Um, you know, just a couple weeks ago at Shadow Creek, I did manage to find a water hazard that my caddy did not know was in play <laughs> on the very first hole we played. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to bring those experiences to to my caddies uh, wherever I play golf. You're a uh, giver. <laughs> yeah, I try to, try to make it all inclusive. Um, back to Pinehurst. Yeah, I, I went in May. Um, my girlfriend went with her friend somewhere around the world. I don't know. And that meant free you know free free golf trip for kenny like without any guilt associated with it so naturally um we took advantage of that and a buddy of mine and i met at pinehurst and we played way too much golf there during that week um you called i wasn't overly excited about going back and then you twisted my arm by like oh but it's with me um and (laughs) some other people that i was fond of so i'm like okay i'll go Pinehurst number two is without a doubt the most difficult golf course I have played on my list. Um, I've been fortunate, as you said, to play a lot of places around this country and, and some very, very nice and noted difficult golf courses that have hosted many major championships and rider Cups, et cetera. Nowhere is harder than that place. Probably just for me because it's green complexes and the, sh- like if you miss a green, it's just a nightmare. Um, other people probably don't find it as as difficult number two is beyond difficult, but it is a great treat because of the history and everything. Um, and especially playing with my 85 year old caddy that day, who, you know, has been there through three ownership changes. And, you know, since before my parents were born, like it was, was a cool day. Uh, number four is a gorgeous golf course. Um, Probably my favorite on not probably, without a doubt, my favorite on the Pinehurst property. Um, number eight was cool. Just reopened. The greens were harder than my terrace out here, you know, patio (laughs) pavers right now. So it was a little quirky that day. Um, but I will say I enjoyed it much more this time than when I went in May. And I think it was with a bigger group of people, better group of people, you know, going to the pub down the street. Like it is fun that you stay in the hotel and you can walk everywhere you go. Um, It's an amazing complex, like the amount of golf bags that gets circulated around there on a daily basis, like was just fascinating to watch how they logistically coordinate all that. Um, There's not many people sitting still at Pinehurst. Uh, They're there for a mission and they're there to play golf and they get everyone playing a lot of golf. Um, I think the best part of that trip, honestly, and uh, you might agree with me, was pine needles. Like, yeah, I, I was literally going to bring pines. this up yeah I had played mid pines the first time I went but pine needles was hosting the women's US open when I was there in May uh, the next week so we didn't get to play pine needles um, and so I, I made a point to you when we were planning stuff I was like we have to play pine needles and the only thing they had available was like a 3.30 tea time <laughs> and the sun was going down at like 5.30 yeah. um, and then we messed up the time change a little bit when we booked it Um Somehow we finished all 18 holes, most of them in sunlight. Um, We we played at a rapid pace. Uh, That golf course was an absolute treat. That is very high on my list of places. Unfortunately, I cannot attend the Swag Series event there uh, because I will be out of the country that time. Um, But Pine Needles is like, given the choice to go to Pinehurst area, like Pine Needles is the top of my list of where I'd wanna play again.
0: Well, it was, it was great turning in in a sort of like a little scouting trip, right? I remember when we first talked about it, you were adamant about going there um, and then obviously getting to see it and and be able to play Pinehurst and then play Pine Needles. And then I think we played eight the next day. It gave us like a good vantage point of like what an event could be out there, right? I mean, your insight yeah. into Weekapa helped uh, Pine Needles and some of the other things. And it, it was really cool because we got to do – you know, we, we, we've got we've been fortunate enough to do Big Cedar. You know, you got to see Big Cedar. We've seen Pinehurst. We just got back from the Swag Off event out in Las Vegas. And now it's starting to get – Swag Series is going to be starting here in a couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be red hot out of the gate. I mean, Torrey Pine South, and you're talking about that, and then hopping over to – Uh, what you described in Weekapa, I think it's, it's spread out really good. And I know that you and I have had so many conversations about other golf associations and what they do for four ball. And, you know, some of the stuff that we're starting to see with the swag series just has such implications on the community and continuing to build it. Right. And yeah, it's hard to keep up with everybody out there that wants to email and wants to get you in a Facebook messaging group and all that stuff. And I know that you're also a part of that. But one of the biggest things that you've always talked to me about and I've talked to you about is growing the community. And I know you've been around it. So I kind of want to ask you, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to from the Swag Series in 2023?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess like when I first found Swag, I had no social media. Um, And obviously collecting Swag is what got me here to this point met you Andy, etc um when i first found swag i had no social media i had to make it to follow along and be able to get stuff um i think it's well documented that i'm still not a big social media participant in terms of in the forums and everything um and and after the big cedar event which i was very much looking forward to we were going to do you know i think there was going to be a live event a couple years ago and then obviously COVID and everything delayed all that. And so Hazeltine was a good start. And then Big Cedar was was that and then some. Um, And I said to, I played my last round there with Adam Gardner. And I told him, I said, you know what? Full disclosure, before this week, I was losing my momentum and swag. Like I was kind of over it a little bit. I was like, all right, it's the same thing for four years now of like, wait for the release, buy it, put it on my shelf. Wait for the release, buy it, put it in my closet. Like that was it. Like I'd met a couple people that online I'd like talking to and, and had some friends that were into it. Um, but I was just like not amused with it anymore. Like I could get whatever I wanted or if I didn't, I was frustrated. Like it was, those were the two end results. Um, and, uh, the big Cedar one was fun because it was different than that. Like, yeah, we came away with cool stuff that everyone ultimately probably went there for, but I got to play golf with different people and met some new friends there that now we communicate with almost on a daily basis. Obviously you're a part of one or one or multiple of those groups. Um, And it it was just like a reinvigoration of the brand and, and liking, you know, being a part of it because it was just another layer to it. You know, it wasn't just purchasing or trying to buy on Apple pay, on a release, it was, we get to go there, talk about it, meet someone, play some golf, travel together with like-minded individuals, which ultimately Mm -hmm. isn't that what you do anyways. Like when I went to Pinehurst in May with my other buddy, we went because we're like-minded individuals wanting to go on a golf trip. Um, This was the same thing. Um, Vegas obviously catapulted that again. Um, Those events I, I get are on a different level for everybody. Those are higher price tag events. Those are higher commitments at events because it's multiple days and possibly a a tough time getting there for someone. The one day swag series is exciting because I think it opens the doors for a lot of new people. Like I think most everybody theoretically could make a one day event, especially if it's in your backyard. Mm -hmm. If you're a Scottsdale guy and you're playing Weco pods one day, it's 18 holes of golf. Most people make time for that. But to have the miniature version of those connections, meeting people, like minded individuals, um, it, it's going to open the doors, so I think, for a lot of people that maybe couldn't do Vegas or Big Cedar uh, and just kind of grow that community, grow that excitement even more. Yeah, you you like build levels, right? Um, you know, I mean, all the
0: stuff that everyone is has been seeing and from all the events that we have run through and golf trips. Um, you know, with swag support and and vice versa, you see it. And it's in, when you start to lay out an entire day, a one day tournament, it's, it's like, how do you maximize the experience? Right. I mean, we've always talked about it. It's, it's always about the experience when we ran events and, and, you know, it's been well-documented. It's like, people come, people leave. People, how do you, how do you entertain? Yeah. Right. And I think that the biggest thing at the vegas trip and 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 everyone that we've been on is the Super Bowl party, like what the golf led into the Super Bowl party, and then you have all that going on, and then you get to shadow, and it's like you have you have that and then there's the food, and then we tried to light up the putting green, and then we're lighting up the golf course, and we're doing all that stuff now we're not saying we're gonna do that every swag series event, but I think that the understanding that participants want more right they they don't want to just show up, meet a few new people maybe just have a bite to eat and leave, you know, uh, the, the introduction of, um, you know, Tacoma golf on the range and the putting contest as usual, and all the different, uh, sponsors that are going to be involved along the way is really going to give people the, that all day feel like I'm not being rushed. I get to hang out and meet everybody, you know, and, and, and I think that is in totality, what, Everybody wants in this community, right? I think we've gotten to the point, like you said, it's four years in, five years in, meeting new people and sharing in those experiences. Whether you're traveling from out of town to a Torrey Pines or or if you're from the East Coast and, and you just want to stay in your backyard, I think continuing to build it we've laid the groundwork, right? And the swag series just continues to build it.
1: 100%. I think you said it on the last episode with um, with Andrew Schmidt about like the bus rides in Vegas, like how those were a cool opportunity to meet new people, which you were spot on. Like I met people sitting behind me and, and next to me on those rides. Maybe the rides home, not so much because I think I was the only sober one on the bus. <laughs> um, no comment there. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's to your point when you're playing golf, you're with four people you're riding in the cart next to one of them. So yeah, she develop a good relationship with that one person throughout the four hours, five hours, hopefully no more. Um, and, uh, you know, other than that, you're not really talking to anyone else when you're there unless you already know them or, you know, you sit next to them during lunch or something. And so by doing the putting contest and, and all the others, like it just gives more time for that experience. Um, which I I think is a big part of it. Like I wouldn't have bought into that so much a year ago until after the, the big Cedar one, you know, when I went to the Hazeltine event, like it was my goal to not talk to anyone that I didn't already know. And I pretty much accomplished that goal. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and then at the big Cedar one, like, you know, paired, I went there by myself without really knowing anyone. and getting paired with a couple people and you know the first night we had dinner i was like who is this guy and you and rob are like oh that's that's big mike you're gonna love him and yeah. you're like uh, and the next day i ride riding the cart with him and you're correct i, he, I <laughs> loved him he's awesome um yes. the last day i played with him in swiderska and honestly i kind of always thought i didn't like him i don't didn't have a real reason why i just saw his name a lot and i think that meant i didn't like him <laughs> um, it turns out he's one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Um, and so like, it, it's turned out to be a good thing that like the more opportunity to hang out with those people and, and, you know, whoever Quinn's then friends with like Chris Laporte was right, like, cool. Yeah. Um, and that uh, web of connections and friendships just continues to grow. And imagine what's that, that's going to look like after all these events this year, um, obviously coming off of Vegas, um hopefully there's another cool collector's event this year um Mm -hmm. you know that that rivals big cedar from last year and you know by time you fast forward five years down the road like imagine what this community is going to look like you know it's i think it already puts all the other collectors and and golf trip communities to shame but like holy cow imagine five years from now what it's going to do yeah,
2: we're just making a melting pot for golfers here. I think what we're trying to do, we got, you know, the swag community coming together. And then we have our old, I guess you want to say clientele coming in too. They're introducing them to swag and making hopefully new lifelong uh, swag fans. You know, it's I'm telling it's, Joe Corson, you called them old.
1: <laughs> Joe, not, Joe. My, not my partner. Yeah, no, I'm telling him right on the first tee a week (laughs) of pop. Like, Hey, Andy called you old. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Like, but going back to it's, it's like-minded individuals, you know, obviously whenever I'm not here with golf, like my world revolves around hockey and, you know, doesn't necessarily uh, matter the age bracket. You know, I've got guys who are twice my age that are involved with hockey, um, guys younger than me involved with, hockey. That's who I'm playing golf with today. Like, we get along over the bond of liking hockey, playing hockey, coaching hockey, whatever it is. And it's, it's just that like-minded individual thing. Golf's a little harder than for that and a normal base because you play with your three people. People tend to only play with their same friends. If you belong to a club, you play with the same people there. And you know, if I wanted to go play, like was, I mean, the first time I did Pinehurst, like it's me and one other guy that were willing to go and that time frame. Um, it's hard to accumulate a group of friends large enough to go do those things. Uh, So what you guys do is you put it together, and anyone who wants to go there, okay, well, we already have a bond because we made the conscious decision to go there and play those golf courses. Uh, That means we already have something in common. Yeah, and I also think, and I uh, will
0: give a lot of credit, You know, throughout the years of being in the golf industry, you see other companies running events that, Technically, they're not running, right? They slap a name on them. They have somebody else run them. But the commitment from both sides, uh, swag off and AGT, is awesome because y- y- you see their dedication, right? You see that they want to have their people at events, right? And that, that even builds the experience. I mean, y- you see people gravitate towards an Adam Gardner, towards an Andrew Schmidt, towards a frankie Ellingson at events and and now these people from the company are going to be randomly coming to different swag series events during the year like it it's on top of it right i mean we see the companies out there that they throw a spokesman out there hey a couple photos that's great but i think the dedication for everything right it's not just we're going to take you know we're going to come to this event or we're going to come to this event right wanting to be a part of the community and within it to your point, is five years from now it's yeah. a community that is hopefully twice as big, three times as big, with with more people wanting to meet other people, and that sort of like spider yeah. web effect that you know it comes off of it. And to me, I think that's the most exciting part. I mean, I think the swag series is awesome. Like 2024, starting to think about it. You you think in advance but it's only as good as the people that are a part of it. Right. And that from the last person to sign up for a Vegas event to the first person to sign up to the Vegas event. And I think that is the beauty
1: of it and where it's going. For sure. And like, I I mean, I know this is an AM golf podcast, so I don't want to like boast about swag too much, but, um, say whatever you want, you know, starting, you know, I know. Uh, but back in 2018, like when I first started buying swag, like, I was fortunate to meet their tour rep and he invited me to go, you know, to their office if I was ever in Chicago and like, you know, meet everybody. And, and so I got to meet Nick Venson pretty early on and, and Andrew and uh, the whole squad there, which at the time was four people. Um, And uh, I think that's what really like made me justify how psychotic I was for spending so much money on head covers and, Putters, uh, like, but it was the fact that they were like so cool and so nice and accommodating. Like, like they didn't want anything from me. They didn't care who I was, where I was from. They were just nice people, um, which I'm sure has a lot to do with being in the Midwest um, and being a new startup brand. That was just like they were just genuine people. And the cool thing about it is that they're still that way today. And so when you go to a Tory Pines and you know Nick's there and like you go talk like he's the same nice like uh, ultimately I don't think he'll be offended if I say this he's just a nerd like he is a genuine nerd um you know I mean he collects pinball machines for crying out loud like like but that's who he is and he's so authentic to everyone that comes up and meet him whether you have 500 of his head covers and you've paid his you know electric bill for the years of existence of swag or you have two of them but you appreciate them to all end because that's all you can have um he treats everybody the same and i guess i not that i've ever collected any of the other brands but i don't get the same vibe that like if i went to i won't name any other brands but if i went to another event i don't think i'd have that same welcome feeling that i do from those you know those people like i could be wrong i won't speak on it but uh you know it just they they appreciate whoever's in their community at whatever level that if they made an effort to get to Torrey Pines or Weeco or Latrobe country club, like they appreciate you being there and they appreciate you being part of the same journey that they're on.
2: How did you, how did you discover swag? And also do you remember what your first cover was that you get, you got?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I, like I said, I didn't have my own social media, but I was logged into the hockey league here that I run. We had a social media account back in 2018. And I, I found this swag golf Instagram and there was some cool skull covers pretty early on. And I was like, those are cool looking. I want one of those, um, go on the website, everything's sold out. I'm like, this company is not real. This is like an Instagram <laughs> scam. This isn't a legit company saw it again a few weeks later new cover come out okay okay they came out with a new one it must be real go on sold out not a real company like i don't understand what's happening here finally caught on to what was happening here and it was like oh like releases sold out okay i get it uh the first thing i ever purchased was while having lunch in new york city uh brooke got so mad at me because i was staring at my phone the whole time i was (laughs) like no 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 like i got to I got to try to get this. And it was, it was the handsome two putter that came out that I was able to, to stag first. So the, the Chrome NASA skull was obviously the head cover associated with it. The first like head cover purchase, um, it was either cart sniper or the cocktail or the cocktails cover, whichever one of those came out first. And to avoid the bots, they put up a word search and you had to look for the word in the word search. And that was the password to enter it. Um, and I got that while I was on like the eighth hole of a golf course and, and somehow (laughs) got that. Um, (laughs) then I had to obviously make my own Instagram so I could follow along and, and obviously got better at, at purchasing and, and got in the role where I just bought everything I could not knowing why. Um, but I think it was fun because I could, um, so, yeah, that kind of started the addiction. And, and yeah, here we are now. Yeah. Well, two weeks in a row, Andy has gone to the uh,
0: question about head covers, of course. He was trying to see if you were going to have the same response that initially Andrew did last week. So, <laughs> um, you know, we know, we know that you got to get to a tea time. I can't wait to hear about the, the, uh, the round. But, uh, you know, we've been doing it this year. This week is Andy's week. So, Andy's, we're going to do story time with Andy now. Yeah. So, so my story I, I'm excited is... for this because he skipped last yeah. week.
1: So I'm yeah. super uh, pumped. I'm just gonna like sit back. I wasn't I think ready. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're nervous. Is this story about me or just story in no, general? No, no, no.
2: It's a story in general. Just no. I'm I'm no story for-
1: oh. yeah, I thought you oh. had an embarrassing story about me that you no. watched me at yeah. some event or something. I was nervous. I no. well, saw we'll Kenny coming story, over the hole bro. on the seventh hole and he's supposed to be on the <laughs> third hole. Like, what was he doing there? No, right, one quick story about Kenny
2: is you won the, the, the putting contest at Hazel That was that was pretty impressive. Um I did. But the, the story that I was gonna bring this week was it's kind of for everyone. I want everyone to kind of reflect right now and like remember that one round that you know you that you that you think is your favorite round that you ever played. Mine I'm going back to is um, It was a random Monday in October, and I got to go to White Pines in Bensonville with my dad. It's first time he ever went out with me to the golf course, and uh, it was a very hazy day. And I was working in portrait photography for schools at that time, so it was some random like hot dog day off. Who knows why we were off? But it was it was you know one of those gimmicky holidays. So I I asked my dad, like, "Hey, you want to come out with me?" He did, Um, and it was the first round. I shot two birdies in a row by far the best feeling I ever had in my life, shooting two birdies in front of my dad. Um, And then I realized I left my wedges at um, the course I was at over the weekend, which is in Swan Lake, which we just came back from the old company doing a Ryder Cup um, out that way. So then after the round, I got to drive back like two and a half hours with my dad and then came back it was just a great day overall. So my favorite memory is of of a golf course was shooting around with my dad shooting. I think I shot in the uh, mid eighties, which was probably a first for me at that time, spending the whole day with him going to grab my wedges. And I just want everyone to remember like, you know, what, what brings you to this game? Like, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that sticks with me. That was probably 2013. And that's still one of my favorite rounds that I ever had. So. Yeah, it's just. This what kind so of gun great, did
0: you right? use to shoot the birdies? Oh, they're <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah. oh like yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. I actually, yeah. made a birdie. Was that well, Schmidt's mini golf course the birdies back to birdies? <laughs> no, I don't. I,
2: I wouldn't get birdies on a putting course. <laughs> hey,
1: don't don't. A lot of big news to come.
0: Kenny and Anthony are hopefully going to put together a conglomerate for 2024. Oh. We're not going to let anybody <laughs> yeah. know but oh, uh, we'll, we'll probably stop, start dropping. You should go practice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, we're going to let you go, man. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, obviously more time spent coming in the future together. And um, Andy's going to send us off with um, where everybody can find us.
2: Yeah. Find us on the ADZ golfing podcast on Instagram. You can find us at AM golf trips on Instagram, Facebook page, uh, Twitter and YouTube. Find us on YouTube A to Z Golfing Podcast. Thanks for uh, for tuning in here, everyone. And thanks, Kenny, so much for for taking your time out in your cold day you have there in Arizona, and uh, and coming out with us.
1: See you, boys, soon at Torrey.
0: Yep. See you, buddy. You got it. Have a good day.